cross the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the Stream Podcast, Dishing on the Drive, chapter via Kip here by myself. New thing Kate and I are trying to do to give you a 7 to 10 minute bite that is probably best served for you to listen to when you're driving in the car somewhere around town. Uh, you're in the office for a quick lunch break, so you got a little bit of time, but you don't have the full 60 minutes for a regular episode. We want to hit you with one of these Dishing on the Drive segments. Today, I'm going by myself. This one's called Mood Swingers. Uh, things throughout my day, maybe similar to things in your day, that have an irrational impact on my outlook and my level of positivity or negativity throughout the rest of the day. Mood Swingers via Dishing on the Drive, Cross the Stream Podcast. Like a lot of you guys out there, you probably have a routine to your day. Um, whether it's, you know, the alarm goes off, you go to the shower, you go to breakfast, you go to your car, you go to work, whatever it may be. Now, mine here uh, in Salem, Oregon, with my three kids, my wife Kelly uh, is a champion. She gets up about 4.30 a.m. every day, gets her workout done um, in time to get her butt to school, 30-minute uh, commute she has either way to go be a high school teacher at North Marion High School. So the morning routine with all three of our kids is up to me, which is great because especially during the basketball season, I don't get to see them very much. Uh, but there's also definitely a routine routine that we like to stick to and if you're a parent out there you know that routine is vital to the success or lack thereof of anything you're trying to get a bundle of your children to do uh, so over the course of all these years that I've been doing the morning segments I've kind of developed my day and if you know me I'm a planner I'm an excel sheet nerd I've developed into I've got root a, a regimented routine that I would like to get completed and the success of that routine being completed in the way that I've planted in my brain really either engages me in a positive outlook for the day, or if I fail in one of those aspects to get it done the way I think it should go, my day's shot, my day's ruined, and it's completely irrational. Um, it's probably not healthy, but I thought I'd go over some of the things, uh, these mood swingers in this first dishing on the drive segment that, uh, that I'm doing by myself, mood swingers, things that have an irrational level of impact on my attitude for that given day. So let's start, uh, let's, let's assume that I get up on time, I get my kids fed, I get them their lunches for school, I get two of them out the door because they can walk to the elementary school, and then my youngest and I have a van trip to his school where I'm gonna drop him off. This is where the first part, the first pitfall of my day can occur. And some of you out there listening, I'm sure, and envisioning your own uh, sort of routine for the day and things that can set you off and you're screaming and yelling in your own car or your own head about how in the heck could this possibly happen to me. So here's my first one, mood swinger number one. If I get into my Honda Odyssey and my phone, which I'm not with the iTunes, iPhone generation, I'm still an Android user, I have a Turbo 2 or some ridiculous phone, if that thing will not get connected via Bluetooth automatically to my minivan like it's supposed to, like 21st century 2018 technology should. If I have to see cannot connect to device and hear my Odyssey's automated voice tell me that it can't find the Bluetooth device, it cannot connect, I'm gonna lose it. It's probably gonna be a bad day. Number one, I need my phone connected because my youngest has an addiction to certain songs that we play through Spotify, which I have to have a Bluetooth connection to get it through the speakers. And he knows the difference between the phone speaker and getting connected to the minivan. So if he's in a bad mood, I'm in a bad mood. Also, there's podcasts and other things I want to listen to that are only available via that phone's Bluetooth connection. I need that taken care of. So there's mood swinger number one. Bluetooth connection automatically without me having to 
pull over on the side of the damn road and get the thing set up myself. It's ridiculous. Number two, I get my youngest dropped off. I get my Starbucks, which anybody that knows me and probably every Starbucks worker in the 97301 through 306 uh, zip area code, no zip code knows I need my Starbucks in the morning, venti iced coffee, two pumps, white mocha, non-fat milk, standard. Um, if I get that in the time I'm supposed to, I get to Willamette University and I get in Sparks parking lot and I'm not even going to complain about the parking at Sparks, which many of us have parking issues at our job. So I think that's pretty common for a mood swing. My deal is I'm going to work as a head men's basketball coach with a computer technology bag, my laptop, notebooks, connection cords, USB devices, etc. I'm also probably bringing a workout bag if I'm not feeling lazy. My wife's got me on a pack your lunch kick so I stop buying food on campus. And I also sometimes have audio equipment in another bag, you know, the Samsung Meteor mic, headphones, uh, different stuff we use for both this podcast and a lot of the audio marketing I do for my men's basketball team and recruiting. So I probably got three or four different bags. I got my cell phone. I got my coffee. I got my wallet. I got my car, my school keys. If I can't find a way to attach all of those things to my body and get them from the van to the office in Sparks Athletic Center in one trip, I'm going to lose my mind. So I may not leave the parking lot for five minutes as I try to arrange all of these things. Even now, picture Salem, Oregon, those of you that know it, it's pouring rain most of the time. So add an umbrella to the equation. It's a mental challenge, but also one I look forward to, to get myself into the office with all of my shit in one fell swoop. And if I can't do it, I'm in trouble that day. It's not going to be a good day if it's in season to practice. The kids are going to get a mad coach kip because of this small, irrational need to get everything in one trip. Mood swinger number three. Let's say I perform that feat of miraculous miracles and I get everything inside of my office. I sit down in my office. I open up my MacBook to start the day, whatever it is, emails, uh, film review, whatever I may do that day. And if I open my MacBook and that little icon in the top right corner of of my laptop doesn't have more than 50% power bar, I'm so furious at myself for not having plugged that damn thing in the night before. So if I show up and it's 48%, all the way down to 7%, which has happened, little red lights going off, you got a low battery, even though it's a simple solution of just plugging in the damn laptop to the cord I have there, I'm furious at myself. My whole day is going to be in trouble. Now, fast forward past that mood swing number three. There's an elevator at Sparks Athletic Center. Those of you listening that know Willamette University's athletic headquarters, there's only three floors. So it's not like we're talking about the Willis Tower in Chicago here. But there's an elevator that I always take after my workout from downstairs to upstairs because for whatever reason, I think I've earned it. You know, I've already worked out for the day. I don't need to walk all the steps up three levels to my office. So I like to take the downstairs elevator. A lot of coaches on staff, my staff and other athletic department members will tell you, Kip is the only idiot that uses that elevator besides the mail crew. And they actually have large boxes that they have to put on the elevator. And that's why they take it. Kip has no such problem. However, that doesn't that doesn't phase me. But if I get to that elevator and I press the button, and this is the oldest elevator in existence, picture something that you really shouldn't probably ride that often, and you press the up arrow on that button, on the button on the elevator, and it doesn't turn yellow. So I'm not talking about waiting a long time for a slow elevator. I'm talking about I press the up button from the basement, and it doesn't light up. I know people that are in charge of turning the elevator on every morning have not turned it on. I lose my mind. I say a lot of cuss words in my head, sometimes out loud in a little nook look and cranny where no one's around. And it's not even those people's job descriptions to turn this thing on for Kip. They turn it on for the mailroom. And sometimes they just happen to forget because they got a lot of stuff going on. And Kip now has to walk two flights of stairs and he's furious. 
because he's an irrational human being. And that's what I do sometimes. So that's mood swinger number four. The elevator at Spark Center is not turned on for me to use and be a lazy person. Next, get through my day, great practices, all the times of great things that happen at Willamette University on my post-work drive home in the minivan. Once again, I'm in that Honda Odyssey, and now I'm done with my podcast. I don't have any music I want to listen to on Spotify, so I jump right to my 1080 The Fan, the sports show, sports talk show leader in Portland, Oregon, but we get it here in the capital in Salem, Oregon. If I don't hit it right, whatever time, let's say it's 446 and I don't hit the beginning of one of those sports shows, primetime, let's say, I don't hit their beginning of their segment, I'm furious. If I hit the middle of their segment and I know they're going to go to commercial or I hit the middle of a commercial, I'm absolutely devastated because heaven forbid I have to wait three lights while I'm driving for them to get back to the beginning of the next segment. In my ideal world, I'll hit it at 6 o'clock, 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. when they're starting the very first round of their next hour. But my worst case scenario, 4.57. They're wrapping up something. I don't know what they're really talking about. I want more info, but they're going to commercial. Absolutely drives me insane. Next, second to last one, mood swingers. I get done with my whole day. The kids are in bed. I mean, the kids are not at home yet. I'm maybe, I'm here early. Maybe Kelly's not back yet. And I'm looking for the remote control to the TV. And this is not a lost remote. This is, the remote is not in the one of the three logical places I feel like a human being would put the remote. Okay, and I'm not going to get into the details of what those three places are, but I have a set order of I should look A to B to C and find the remote. And if I don't, even if I know the remote is seven feet to the right on the kitchen uh, island, which I think is highly inappropriate for a TV remote to be, I lose my mind. It's good. It's not good. Once again, silence, cuss words, maybe even loud. Ugh. Stuff like that, you know, the frustrated sound like your world's ending. Uh, so the remote not being in three preordained places that I think it should be. Finally, get through the night, great dinner, hang out with the family. Everyone's ready for bed. I'm going to go floss my teeth because the dentist said floss your teeth, so I'm going to floss my teeth. I go to floss my teeth and I snap the floss string before I'm done flossing every one of my teeth. Drives me insane. Crest brand or whatever the brand of floss that I'm using is going to get yelled at. If that happens, all right, snapping the string on floss before you're done with your lower row or your upper row is ridiculous. Mood swingers, Kip own things that irrationally affect my positivity during the day. Cross the streams. See you on the other side, Ray.